American soccer fans, hello. Welcome to episode 25 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. Donald Wine here. I hope you are having a good week. Last week, we did a deep dive into the goalkeepers for the United States men's national team player pool. And this week, it's the defenders that take focus. We have a long list of defenders to discuss, but the idea for this episode is to go through them just like we did last week to discuss what I think about them as a player and whether I think they should be a regular fixture on the national team, whether they could be a guy we can call in for depth purposes. Remember, next year is going to be super busy. If maybe they're not quite ready for the national team, but they could be useful for a youth team, we will discuss that. We have youth World Cups and the Olympics next year. Or... If they're a guy who I think is either not ready for the national team or someone whose time has probably passed. And because there's so many that we could go through, I mean, we have a ton of defenders in our player pool. I'm going to break them down into three age groups. Under 24, which think Olympics with that one, because next year's Olympics will be an under 24 tournament, not an under 23 tournament. Then we have 24 through 29 year olds. And then we have the 30 and over crowd. We're going to begin with the under-24s, and again, like I said, we have a lot of them. 18 on this particular list, to be exact. We'll go through them each as quickly as we can, but we want to just just dive into it. And we'll start with a youngster, Chris Richards, 20 years old, plays for Bayern Munich, has finally broken into the first team. He's shown a lot of skill, a lot of promise, and has really played well uh, in the times he's featured for Bayern Munich thus far on the season. He is on their Champions League roster we, we will hope to see him on the field quite a bit for the defending European champions, the defending Bundesliga champions, but he has already impressed a lot of people. And I think when it comes to Chris Richards, I want to see him get a shot with the national team. I think he's earned it. I think we're at the point now where we have a guy playing for Bayern Munich who's playing for Bayern Munich. He's not just in the reserves or on the youth team. He's playing with the big boys. And I want to see him on the international level with our guys whether that be Gold Cup, whether that be the start of World Cup qualifying, I think the way his trajectory is going, he can be a guy who we can count on for all of these matches that we have next year. Next up, another guy that has a big team that he plays for, that's Serginho Dest. He turns 20 on November 3rd, so he's still a youngster, but he already has started to fill some big shoes. He's playing for Barcelona, arguably the biggest club an American has played for, ever. And he's already starting for them. Now, he's starting at left back, which is something that he has done on the national team, when normally he's probably preferred at right back. But having that skill, having that ability to play left back or right back, two positions that we usually need depth. I think you got to have Serginho Dest. I I don't think there's any question that he is one of the best four Defenders that we have in our player pool. He should be called in as many times as possible. I know he's only been able to be called in a a few times since he's decided fully to represent the United States over the Netherlands. But Serginho Dest already making us proud at Barcelona. I say this as a Real Madrid fan, but he is making moves already in his young career, and the sky's the limit for him. He's obviously one of those guys that you have to think is going to be called in for any and every competition that we can possibly call him in for. Another guy that can compete with Sergio Dest at right back is Reggie Cannon. 22 years old, just transferred from FC Dallas to Boa Vista FC in Portugal. 
and already in the starting lineup for them quite a bit, featuring regularly, playing pretty well for them. He played superbly at FC Dallas as he became one of the guys that we have seen quite a bit on the national team at that right back position. Can also move up to the right wing, can fall back into that kind of defensive mid-hybrid position that Greg Berhalter likes to play. We've seen him play that a couple times. And now that he's over in Europe, he is going to get that extra experience that we're looking for. He had already outgrown FC Dallas, you know, with with things going on over the summer. He he made the move over to Portugal and is now playing in Europe. And I think that is really going to help his stature increase even more. So I think we see Reggie Cannon on a lot of these rosters moving forward. Another guy who will also be in a fullback position, Anthony Robinson, 23 years old, plays for Fulham, just transferred there from Wigan Athletic. Fulham has had a rough go of it so far in the EPL. I don't think anyone who is a Fulham fan will tell you otherwise. Uh, But Anthony Robinson playing for Fulham is going to be a big boost to his confidence. Him featuring regularly at left back is going to be something that will help the national team as well. He, in my mind, could be that starting left back that we have with Dest or Cannon or another guy we'll talk about later uh, in DeAndre Yedlin playing that right back position. But we have a guy who is a natural left back and can play that position very well. He has done it for us at times. He's shown some growing pains, of course. Um, as a youngster, you, you you see that on the national team. You'll see a couple of games where it just wasn't his day. But I think Anthony Robinson has earned the right to be in that mix, to be the starting left back for this team. And we'll see if he gets it with these upcoming camps that we may have in November, but also if we see him going forward into 2021, because I think he's a guy that's going to be on the scene for the next decade for us. One guy that has been an interesting topic of debate is Cameron Carter Vickers. He's 22 years old, plays for Tottenham Hotspur, but really hasn't played for them. Cameron is trying to find a place to go on loan where he can get some playing time. He's basically been loaned out the entirety of his Tottenham career hasn't featured for the first team much since his first season with them making the first team. But I do think he's a guy that if we get him in the camp, he's going to compete. I don't have any reservations about putting him out there because he may not be our best center back, but I do think that he is a capable one. I think as far as depth purposes go, he's definitely someone who should be there. He's definitely someone who we can call on in the pinch. Now, would my starting lineup with us saying, hey, do this game to qualify for the World Cup, would that be with Cameron Carter-Vickers in the starting lineup? Probably not, but he's on my bench. He's an option, and I think he's someone that we have to look at, especially with the number of games that we have going on next summer. Also, you can call on him for the Olympics if we make it. He's, again, 22 years old. He's in the prime of, of the youth part of his career. He can be a guy that provides experience on that level of, of soccer. So Cameron Carter-Vicker is another guy that we can look out for. I do think he is probably on the bench slash depth part of this list, but I do think that he's right there. Kyle Duncan, 23 years old from New York Red Bulls. Listen, I, I don't want to front. I don't know a lot about his game. It's when you watch the Red Bulls play, you don't necessarily zero in on him. That can be a good thing, though, because 
if a if if a defender is doing the dirty work and taking care of business, taking out the garbage, you don't necessarily need to know his name. He he needs to be someone who can be dependable like that. And if Kyle Duncan can prove to you know improve and, and really grow in his role with the Red Bulls, maybe even make a move abroad, he can be a guy that we can look at down the down the line. Again, he's only 23 years old. He's someone who maybe can feature uh, on the Olympic team, the Olympic qualifying team, get some experience on the international level and can be an option for January camp or something like that. But I just don't think he's ready for the national team just yet. He's almost there. He he has a chance to grow into that. Uh, and he obviously there's a loaded pool, but I think he can find a way to stand out from the rest. I just don't think it's his time just yet. Austin trusty, another 23 year old used to play for the Philadelphia union where he really uh, grew into his own and now plays for Colorado Rapids has really kind of fallen off the ranks uh, the last couple of years. And I don't know if it's due to injury or, or just due to, you know, the fact that Colorado Rapids aren't really that good all the time. A couple of years ago, they were very bad, but I do think when it comes to Austin trusty, he obviously has the skill to feature on the national team. I just think there are a bunch of guys ahead of him, and I think he needs to figure out a way to improve so that he can move up that depth chart. Uh, he, he's not a guy who you're calling into the national team to face Belgium or face England or face Argentina or face even you know Venezuela or Uruguay or someone like that in the World Cup. You want to see someone else in front of him, but I do think Austin Trusty has a chance to really factor into – uh, the Olympic team, the Youth World Cups. Uh, he's 23 years old. He he can be a guy who maybe you call him for the Olympics, but I think that's the best that he can do for right now. Justin Glad, another 23-year-old, Real Salt Lake. I do think that, again, he is like Austin Trusty. He's on the outside looking in, I think. And that's not a bad thing for him. Again, he has featured in a lot of our youth national teams uh, for – previous youth world cups under 20 under 17 he could be a guy that can factor into the under 23 qualifying if he can keep going and keep improving he could be an option but i think at this point trying for the olympics is the best thing that he can do mark mckenzie though i think and this is me speaking here you feel free to to debate me on the post for this episode when we discuss this further but I do think Mark McKenzie has the tools to become the best center back in our player pool. He's 21 years old. He's a monster. Plays for Philadelphia Union, has been playing tremendously for them over the last couple of seasons, and I think it should be on the move to Europe after the season's done. I, I, think, he's, I think he's better than Celtic. That's the rumor that we've been hearing the last few months. I believe in this kid. I think he is way better than playing for Celtic. I think he could be a guy who could factor into the Bundesliga. He could factor into France. Maybe even the Premier League on one of the lesser teams in the lower half of the table. But I do think he has the skills to become the best center back in our player pool. And I want to, And I think that by 2022, he could be a guy that if he keeps on his trajectory, he's starting in that World Cup game. So... Let's see what happens to him as the Philadelphia Union continue their season. But Mark McKenzie is going to be a major piece in that, and, and you guys should definitely keep your eyes out for him. Another Colorado Rapid uh, youngster 
is Sam Vines, 21 years old. You've seen him a couple of times on the national team, I think most recently back in January for January camp. I guess that game was February 1st technically, but January camp 84 years ago back in January of this year. We saw Sam Vines play, and he has some skill. And that was the first time I kind of seen him really focus in on him playing. And the guy's got some skill. I don't think that he's ready to be full-time depth for the national team. But I think if it's, you know, January camp or something like that, he's a very capable defender that I think can grow. And I think he can improve as well. He's someone that should definitely factor into the Olympics, uh, at least for that team. He should be a guy that if we keep going, then maybe down the line in 2022 uh, post-World Cup, that he might be in the mix. But I just don't think he's there yet. One kid that I am intrigued in, and I want to see more of him play on the national team, either the youth level or the national international level, is Julian Araujo. He's 19 years old, LA Galaxy. He, he's been courted by Mexico, uh, but somehow still decides to play with us even though he's had some issues with the coaching staff. The coaching staff has really lashed out at him for reasons that I I really can't understand. But this kid has some really raw skill. He's really good. And I think he should be getting some more looks. I want to see a camp. If there was a camp this December or something like that right after the season was over, he'd be the first guy on the list that I want called in because I want to see this kid compete against some of the other guys in our player pool because I think he could fast move up the ranks if you give him that opportunity. He has a chip on his shoulder. He looks poised. He's ready. And he's still only 19. So he's a guy that I think that could be one of the people who really round out this player pool during World Cup qualifying but he needs to get that opportunity to see what he can do. I hope that Greg Berhalter and the staff have a plan for him because I think he is someone who could be a major piece in the United States men's national team for years to come. Another guy that I want to see a lot more of and get his chances to, to make a national team would be Chris Gloucester. He's 20 years old, plays at PSV Eindhoven, bounces back and forth between their youth team and their first team. But I want to see more of this kid. I think he has some skill that is unique in our player pool. And I think that he can be a guy that can be part of that future core. Uh, we just need to give him the opportunity to do it. So it will be interesting to see what plans we have for Chris Gloucester, whether he factors into just the Olympics right now or if it's just the youth national teams uh, for for future World Cups. But I think that Chris Gloucester is a guy that I want to see more of. And and I'm going to be saying that about a lot of guys on this list. But he's a guy that I think could be ready. But we just need an opportunity to see if he actually is. Miles Robinson is one that fast moved up the ranks at Atlanta United. He's 23 years old. He has a chance to be one of the you know premier center backs in this league. And I'm not still not sure if he is ready to be on the national team. And I only say that because I do think that there are guys better than him that should be called in before him. This has nothing to do with his talent. I think he's great. He's highly talented. He came back from that injury that he had a year ago. He's been performing pretty well. And I think that he has a chance to improve even more as he gets older. I just don't think he, if he, if there's 25 spots, he's probably 27 or 28 for me. 
and I and I think that he has a chance to obviously be a part of that depth if if there's injuries and stuff like that he could be serviceable to call in but I don't know if I'm starting him in the lineup in a World Cup qualifier just yet I think he has some ways to go to get back to where he was and if he gets back to where he was pre-injury I think then we're then we're in a conversation to discuss him but uh, it's kind of unfortunate with his injury but I do think he can be a guy we can rely on down the road Aaron Herrera is another guy for Real Salt Lake that, uh, honestly, I haven't got a chance to watch a lot. And that's mainly because Real Salt Lake is not a team that ends up on TV uh, quite a, a lot for, for guys to see. But I do think that Aaron Herrera and a lot of these guys with Real Salt Lake, we'll talk about, we've talked about a couple of them, we'll talk about some later. They have a nice young core. And I think if one of them can stand out from the rest, that'll help them elevate up the depth chart. I don't think Aaron Herrera is in any point ready to be considered for the national team for all these matches we have coming up, but I do think he has the opportunity to work on some of his skills and one day get to that point. It just may not be in 2021. It could be further down the road. Manny Perez, 21 years old. He plays for North Carolina FC. He's the only guy uh, in the USL Championship that we are discussing on this list today, but he's not going to be fully considered for the national team until he can get on a team, I think, in a, in a first division, whether it be Major League Soccer or abroad. I don't think that with guys in Europe playing pretty well, with guys in Major League Soccer playing pretty well, that we can fully consider a guy in USL Championship for the national team. But if he can improve, he's only 21 years old, if he can keep going and find a team that can give him that opportunity to play against better competition, maybe his improvement increases to a level that he can challenge some of these other guys for a spot on a national team, whether it be uh, the Olympics or one of the ones that we have coming up for the competitions next summer. One guy that kind of blew up and then kind of disappeared off the map and he's trying to find his way back is Eric Palmer Brown, 23 years old, plays for Austria Vienna, in Vienna and he was just one of those guys that you could write onto the national team back in the day when he played for Sporting Kansas City and then he signed for Manchester City and has been bouncing around from loan to loan and really hasn't found a spot where he can be seen now he does play in Austria he the Austria Bundesliga is okay but every year is being won by Red Bull Salzburg who was coached by American Jesse Marsh so he's not really getting the opportunity to be seen, to, to shine, to play in Europe or anything like that. But he has an opportunity to really be a guy that, you know, guys can, you know, coaches can call on. He just hasn't been able to separate himself from the pack yet. That's what he needs to do. He needs to find a way to be regularly in the starting lineup, regularly playing very well, maybe score a few goals, uh, but also needs to hit the radar of this national team because I think at this point he may even be out for the Olympics, but he, I mean, he still could be in the running there. He's still young enough, but at the end of the day, he needs to be seen. He needs to find his way onto the radar of these coaches so that they can say, Eric Palmer Brown is the guy we want to call in and the guy that we can trust. I just don't know how he gets to that point yet, but I do think by next summer, if he can have a really good year in the Austrian Bundesliga, then maybe, just maybe, he's on one of these rosters. George Bello is one that's interesting because I like 
the promise and the upside that this kid has. He's 18 years old, plays for Atlanta United, starts for them on you know pretty regularly at this point. But he also has just features regularly into the lineup, and they give him a lot of confidence and a lot of trust. I think that's something that we need from our youngsters, and he can be part of this future core uh, of the defense. I don't think he's going to be a guy that we call in next year. I think he is still a little further down the depth chart, and he is going to be factoring in a lot on the youth national teams. But I think that is where he can maybe use that opportunity and the opportunity that he has with Atlanta to parlay him into a better team, a better position, a better league, a better situation. Uh, maybe go abroad, maybe go you know to Mexico, whatever. But I do think that he has the skill. He's very fast. He, he can fly up and down the flank. And I think that that skill is going to be needed down the road. You can't teach speed. But what I do think that he needs is just more seasoning and more, you know, just more experience. He's only 18 years old. That's not, that's not out of the realm of possibility for him to get in the next few years. But I do think that he is one that very soon we're going to be talking about his name as being one of the guys we can't not call it. It's just not right now. And finally on this under-24 list is another guy who appeared a little bit in 2018 and has kind of disappeared since, and that's Shaq Moore. He's 23 years old. He plays for Tenerife in Spain. He actually turns 24 on November 2nd. But Shaq Moore is another right back that I thought was going some places. And he just never had a right club situation where he could get a lot of playing time. And that kind of fell him down the ranks of the step chart and off the map, essentially. So he needs to work his way back on it. Uh, I do think he can get back there and become another depth option for the national team, especially at the fullback position. We have a lot of youngsters that are vying for that position, but I do think that he is, uh, when it comes to these guys, there's there's several guys that I would take before him at this point, but I do want him to improve. I do want him to hopefully play his way off of Tenerife into a La Liga team uh, or even another league where he can start regularly and be the man. But I do think at some point, hopefully, we could call on Shaq and he can help us defend for a World Cup qualifier down the road. I just don't know if we're talking about it for 2021. Next up, we move to the 24 and 29-year-olds. But before we do that, since we had a bunch of guys on the young side, I think this is time for us to pause for a quick break. Stick around. Okay, everyone, we're back. We're talking U.S. men's national team defenders. We've already discussed the youngins, and now we move to the guys that should be arriving at or have already entered the prime of their careers. That's the 24 to 29-year-old group. We have 12 of these guys to discuss, so I'll jump right into it, beginning with John Brooks. He is the best defender in this pool. I say again, John Brooks is the best defender that we have in the United States men's national team player pool, full stop. I don't think there's anything left to be said about that. He, he's he's resilient. He's dependable. As long as he stays healthy, he's the guy that uh, on the defense that you should list first and not just by alphabetical order. 27 years old, plays for Wolfsburg, starts for Wolfsburg, 
thrives for Wolfsburg. Has been there for quite a while. Before that, Hertha Berlin. He really knows the Bundesliga very well. He has been in it his entire career. He is really one of these guys that we should be relying on for as many matches as possible well, within reason. Let's let's keep him healthy, like I mentioned. But John Brooks, I'm not going to waste time in it. He's the best guy that we have on the defense, and every center back pairing, in my opinion, should start with him. Uh, and let's see who is going to be the other guy that can pair up with him. Up next, DeAndre Yedlin, 27 years old, Newcastle, burst onto the scene in 2015, really just was our right back. He was the guy that, in our right wing. He could fly down the post, and he could still do. And because he plays at Newcastle, he has really been one of those guys that you see every week on TV. He plays in the, in the Premier League. He plays very well. But recently, he hasn't been playing much at all. And that has really hindered his chances of being a starter as some of these younger guys that we mentioned in the last segment come up the ranks. So DeAndre Edlin is a guy that I think should still be on this national team. He should still factor into being a starter on this national team. He should be pushing Serginho Dest, Reggie Cannon to be that right back. Or even further up, you know, Paul Areola to be that right wing. Tyler Boyd, you know, those guys that we'll talk about on a later podcast. But I, I think when it comes to DeAndre Yedlin, he needs time on the field. He needs to keep his sharpness. He needs to keep his fitness because if he can do that, he he's one of the guys that I call in and he should be a guy that we call in every single time. We just need to get him into a situation where he's playing. And right now it doesn't seem like that's with Newcastle. There's a chance that he could have moved to La Liga or somewhere else during this transfer window, but it looks like we'll have to wait until January for that. In the meantime, let's hope he keeps his head about him, and let's see if we can get him into a new position or even get onto the field, back onto the field at Newcastle so that he can thrive. Because if he's thriving, the United States men's national team is thriving, in my opinion. Aaron Long is a guy who has had a lot of experience for the national team. He's 28 years old, plays for the Red Bulls in New York. I, I think... The issue with him is there's guys that should be better. There's guys that I think are better. I just don't think that they play better next to him or they play better next to John Brooks. And I think that he at times has played very well next to John Brooks. That's the standard when you're talking about center back pairings for the United States men's national team. And I think Aaron Long has been a guy that has played very well during some games and some games you wonder why he's on the field. I think that inconsistency is what really drives him down the list for me, but I think he's still a veteran that you can bring on into the fold. He's a guy that you can bring in for depth. Uh, he's a guy that if you need to start in the Nations League, yeah, he can play in the Nations League. He can start. Do I want him starting against Mexico in a World Cup qualifier in Azteca? No, I don't think so. But I do think he can be a guy that we use for all these matches that we have next year. He's got to be ready to go. He's got to make sure that he's consistent. But if he can be consistent, he can be very dependable and really help out this national team. Another guy who could be a candidate to be that center back is Matt Miazga, 25 years old, on loan from Chelsea at Anderlecht right now. He just started last weekend. Uh, congratulations to him. But I do think that he, he's a guy that we've wanted to be the number two guy in, at the center back position for a long time. He just, either he's been injured, he just hasn't had the skills to be there. We, we obviously talk about a lot of games that he's had that he's played well, uh, notably against Mexico, but he needs to, again, he needs to be consistent. He needs playing time. He needs experience because 
I think the experience that he can get when he's on the field is something that will make him better than any other center back that we have save John Brooks. So I do think Matt Miazga is hopefully in a great spot at Anderlecht. He can learn from one of the best in the world in Vincent Company. Vincent Company is the coach there now. So he can learn from one of the best center backs to ever do it in the Premier League uh, and really improve his, his repertoire, improve his skills, because when it comes to the men's national team, we're going to need him next year. He is going to factor in for a lot of starting roles, a lot of starting jobs, a lot of pressure is going to be put on him. Can he respond to that? I think he can. But let's see if he can do that over this next year. Daniel Lovis is a guy that uh, people kind of consider a Burhalter guy. Uh, he came in in 2019, burst onto the scene, and started a lot of games at left back. He's 29 years old, plays for Nashville SC now, uh, and I think that's where he should stay. I, I don't think he's – in the times that I've seen him play on the national team, he just didn't impress me to the point where I would be comfortable if I had a chance to call him in. And, and, and that's, that's not his fault. You know, some guys play very well for the club, as we've mentioned, and get to the national team and fail. And sometimes Lovitz did that. But sometimes he was serviceable. But I just don't think that there's uh, he should be an option that we have to rely on uh, during these important games that we have coming up in 2021. Chase Gasper is a guy that's very intriguing. I've seen him play. Uh, quite a bit for Minnesota United. He's 24 years old, so he's still young. He's just starting to tinker with being on the on the fringe of this national team, and he can do a lot down that flank uh, on either side. So, and he's really, I think he's really great on the ball when he has it and he's running down the flank. He can do a lot of damage. I, I don't know if he's a guy that I would consider right there, uh, but he's on the fringe. I, I think fringe is a, is a good word for him. Uh, because I think he can come in to like January camp and ball out. I don't know if we're talking about that being the same thing in World Cup qualifying or for the Gold Cup. But Chase Gasper is a guy that I want to see more of. I want to see him get some opportunities to see what he really can do. Uh, because for Minnesota United, he's played pretty well. And I want to see if that translates to the international level. Nick Lima up next. 25 years old, San Jose Earthquakes really was brought in to play that hybrid role uh, of right back and center defense mid that Greg Berhalter loved so much at the beginning of his tenure. I, I don't know if he is serviceable beyond that. I, I wouldn't put him at right back. He's not my favorite right back, and I know Earthquake fans love him. Uh, he, he's really dependable for them. Uh, I just don't think he's been that for the national team uh, so far. Uh, and, and I'm sure, I, I know it's a small sample size, but we saw a lot of him. Uh, in 2019. I don't know if he's a guy that we need to see during World Cup qualifying if, if we have our full strength lineup. I don't think it includes him. But I do think that he's a guy that for January camp, again, could be a guy that can come in and get some opportunities to play uh, maybe in the later stage of the, of the Nations League when we are trying to save some bodies, save some, some guys from getting hurt or, or just you know give him some rest he could be a guy that's further down that depth chart. But when it comes to right back, I, I want to see, you know, several other guys ahead of Nick Lima. Uh, and that's no slight to him. It just means that the right backs that we have are younger, they're faster, and to me, they're better. Tim Parker, 27 years old, New York Red Bulls. He is a guy that has 
tinkered with the national team. He's been on it for a few games, especially during uh, the 2017-2018 cycle. Uh, I really like the kid. I think he has some you know really good skill. Uh, and at center back, I think he can do some work. But uh, I just don't know if he is a guy that we uh, are looking at as uh, a veteran on this team. We have other guys that can serve in that veteran role. We have other guys that can be serviceable, dependable, whatever adjective you want to want to use uh, on the field. Uh, before Tim Parker, uh, and even Aaron Long, his teammate on the Red Bulls, has probably outpaced him. Uh, he needs to get past that before we probably talk about him being on a national team uh, in the future. I do think he can work himself into the mix for January camps and stuff like that, but I just don't think when we were talking about next summer, uh, summer of 2021, when we have four competitions going on almost at the same time, I don't think we're calling in Tim Parker. One guy that I, I love to death, he's my man, 100 grand. He is someone that I think injuries kind of robbed him of his opportunity to really be uh, in the mix for this national team and even uh, with his pro career is Steve Birnbaum. He, he still is one of the best center backs in Major League Soccer. He, you know, his aerial stats are incredible. He's just injured all the time. Uh, he, he gets injured a lot, and, and that really is what, dropped him from the national team picture back in 2016-2017. He just couldn't get right. He, he kept getting concussions. He kept getting injuries. Uh, and that kind of fell him off the map. And I don't think he's coming back. Uh, it's, a, it's a shame because I think he should come back. I think he's a guy that I would call in uh, to be a veteran uh, presence if we needed it. But uh, I just don't think with his injuries that he's ever going to get another chance to play. I do hope that he can be called in once again for a January camp. But when it comes for the national team, when it comes to Nations League or World Cup qualifying or the Gold Cup, I just don't see him on any of those rosters, unfortunately. Same goes for Ventura Alvarado. I think his time probably has passed. He's 28 years old, plays down in Liga MX at uh, Atletico San Luis, but I, I don't think that he – I think the time that he had, he just didn't make the most of his opportunity, and he's, and he's probably not going to get another chance. He's one that I, I don't think will be there in the end, but you never know when it comes to injuries or just guys moving up the depth chart. Maybe another move for him to put him more in the eye and on the radar of the coaching staff. But I don't think that Ventura Alvarado is a guy we're going to see on a lot of rosters moving forward. Again, another guy that I think had an opportunity, but other guys have probably improved to the point where he may have had his time pass him by is Keegan Rosenberry. He, he was really good for the Philadelphia Union, and then he moved over to Colorado Rapids and almost never to be heard from again. Other guys on his team kept getting called in before him, and he kind of lost the plot when it comes to uh, being on the national team picture. I, I don't know if he's going to have the opportunity to move back into it, but he, he still is young enough. Again, he's only 26. He's still young enough that he can move into that uh, back into that picture in the near future. I just don't think it's going to be during this cycle. He has uh, at least some opportunity to improve. I just don't know uh, if that opportunity is going to come to him anytime soon. And finally, for this 24 to 29 age bracket, we have Walker Zimmerman, 27 years old, plays for Nashville SC. He was a guy that, you know, along with Aaron Long, he was a guy that was very uh, in the mix to be that starting center back. He was a guy that was being rotated in uh, with John Brooks, with Aaron Long, with other guys, Tim Ream. He was a guy that, you know, 
was featured in, in almost every game and performed pretty well, in my opinion. I think he's a guy that, you know, he has skill at the center back position. I, I don't know if he's the best guy to partner with John Brooks, but if he's on a roster next summer, I will not be shocked because he has the skills to be on that roster. He has the skills to contend to be on the field. And when he's on the field, he's the guy that I can, I, I have confidence will get the job done. And that's really what you want from the center back position. Take out the trash. Maybe occasionally score a couple goals uh, from the header, but really it's just about clearing the box and making sure that no goals get to the goalkeeper, much less past the goalkeeper. Walker Zimmerman has proven time and time again during his career that he can do that, and I think he can still provide some of that experience and leadership on the international level. Finally, we move on to the 30 and over crowd, and we only have seven guys on this list, and I'm going to quickly go through them, uh, starting with Tim Ream, 33 years old, plays for Fulham. He has been an ageless wonder, it seems, on the national team, but at times it seems like he's there only because other guys were ahead of him that were hurt. And Tim Ream still has, I think, an opportunity to be one of the leaders of this team. But I, if we have a full-strength squad, Tim Ream may be on it, but he's not on the field in my opinion. He, he can be a guy that can, you can call in for leadership purposes, but when it comes to some of the younger guys on this list, they should be on the field before Tim Ream. He has the tendency to make some incredible mistakes – as we saw during the home game against Costa Rica back in 2017, during World Cup qualifying. But Tim Ream still has something there. He plays for Fulham, he starts for Fulham, and maybe that's his ceiling. But you kind of bring him in and see if other guys can take his spot from him because there are other guys that probably need that opportunity. Tim Ream just hasn't got it. Uh, Tim Ream just hasn't, hasn't had that competition yet. And I think he needs it because I think at this point we're at 33 years old. I don't think he makes it to the next World Cup uh, on this national team. And I think at this point there's other guys in that 24 to 20 age group that can serve as the leadership and the experienced veteran on the team for us to be able to say thank you, Tim Ream, for a wonderful men's national team international career. Tim Chandler is an interesting one. He – Burst onto the scene back in like 2010, 2011, uh, under uh, 20. He burst onto the scene back in like 2011, 2012 under Jurgen Klinsmann, and really after the World Cup, we haven't seen much of him since. He he's turned down some call ups. He is a guy that we really just don't know where his head is at. He plays very well for Eintracht Frankfurt still. He's 30 years old, and at that wingback position or, or fullback position, he's another guy that you can call him for depth, but I'm not sure if we're calling him in anymore. I, I think his time may have passed. Matt Hedges, another guy who had a few spot duties for the national team, but really just has not been a guy that you would want to call into a national team. I think at 30, he plays for FC Dallas, but at 30 years old, I think there are other guys way ahead of him on the depth chart and that his time also may have come to a close with the national team. Eichel Parra is a guy that I think should have had many opportunities to be on this national team and for some reason just didn't. He was always very solid uh, for his teams that he's played for in Major League Soccer. He's 31 years old, currently plays for Minnesota United, and currently is still one of the best defenders that we have in the league. And really, he should be getting these opportunities. 
I don't know if this is one where he is going to get that opportunity now, uh, but he could. Uh, you know, January camp coming up, uh, if we play it in 2021, the Nations League, there are plenty of chances for him to get some uh, you know, looks at national team camp, maybe see the field. But I, I just don't think when it comes to World Cup qualifying that we see Ikopara's name on that list. Eric Lehigh is another guy who I think had a serviceable career for the national team. He's played very well at times for us. 31 years old, turns 32 next month, plays in Turkey, uh, but he is a guy that I think you know his time has passed. He, he's not going to be featured anymore and I think that's okay because uh, I think he's had a pretty serviceable career he's helped us out at times and really uh, there's other guys who can take the torch from him and and carry it Jeff Cameron uh, we're getting to the end of this list here guys Jeff Cameron 35 years old QPR there's no way he's he's going to be on the national team anymore Uh, I think that's pretty clear after 2017 he has not featured since and nor do I think he should Omar Gonzalez is a guy that's been called in recently. He's 32 years old, plays for Toronto SC, but I, I think I speak for everyone when I say that Omar Gonzalez should not be getting call-ups uh, ahead of other guys on this list because there are many, many guys who I think could be dependable, serviceable, veteran, experienced, all these things that would be the reasons you call in Omar Gonzalez and also better than Omar Gonzalez. So I do think that Omar is a guy that we he's had a wonderful career for the national team. We wish him well, but I think, you know, on this depth chart, I think he's way down it and probably shouldn't be called in anymore. Justin Morrow, 33 years old, Toronto FC. He's had a couple of spot duties for the national team. I think he's a guy that could be a good veteran. Uh, he he plays pretty well still, but I think at the end of the day, there are guys that we would call in before Justin Morrow. If we need some experience, he's definitely there. If we need depth, he's definitely there. But I don't think he's the on the A team or on that uh, A-plus team or, or, or A-minus team. I think he's basically on his way out at, at his age. We have some younger guys that can get the job done as well. But I do think that if we needed someone who wanted to be that grizzly veteran, Justin Morrow would be a great candidate. And with this 30 and over crowd, now that we've reached the end of this list, I think the interesting thing about them is that when it comes to leadership and veteran experience, we have a ton of that in the prime group. And it makes most of these guys in the 30 and over crowd seem pretty unnecessary. Unlike, say, goalkeepers, where there are a couple guys over 30 that you could consider calling in. But while there's a loaded player pool, they are clearly a top group of guys that should be seen in the field. And there's a few other serviceable options that if we need depth due to injuries or other reasons. So moving forward, and and really that's something that's unique because most national teams have a couple of guys that are in their 30s on the defensive court that's there to be that dependable guy on the back line. It doesn't seem like we need that right now. It may be, but by the time the World Cup happens, we'll have a couple of guys that are closer to 30, if not 30, that can serve as that veteran role. I don't think anyone 30 and over really are necessary to for, to be in that role going forward. Remember, with this long list of defenders, we can keep the discussion going on the post for this episode. You will be able to find that, again, on starsandstripesfc.com. Who do you think are the guys in this player pool that you trust at defender? Are there any over 30 guys that you think could still prove useful? Or is there any young guys that you're like, Donald, you're crazy. Give this man a chance. Let us know. And 
If you have questions or topic suggestions for future episodes, drop me a line at sfcpodcast at gmail.com. On the next show, the midfielders are on the table for discussion. You won't want to miss that. But for now, that will do it for this 25th episode of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. I hope you guys all have a great rest of the week and into the weekend. And until then, take care.